Hi, I'm Shania. And I'm Evita. You are listening to the seventh episode of Making It Woman in Film. A podcast where we sit down with women working in the film and TV industry to talk about their journey, experiences, advice, and the importance of diversity in front and behind the camera. In today's episode, we're going to be talking with Ella Fields. Ella is a young LA-based filmmaker who's been making videos for pretty much all her life. In this episode, we talk about being a young woman in the industry, going viral, and finding your own voice. Uh, so we are here with Ella Fields. Um, <laughs> uh, do you just want to introduce yourself to people out there? Sure. Um, my name is Ella. I'm 17 years old and I live in Los Angeles and I'm a film director and artist and I've been making films like for quite a while, um, just throughout middle school and, and high school. And I do my best to document, you know, being a teenager and growing up in this day and age. And film has really been uh, a very therapeutic process for me. And I film, I share my films on YouTube and I've been able to cultivate a sort of following that way, I guess. And I've had a couple films that have gotten um, quite a few views on YouTube. And it's just been a really great process. Like I'm very much a small budget, like just teen filmmaker, but um, I found a platform to share my, my work and people have really resonated with it, so. Yeah, I mean, we've talked so many times about like the accessibility and how that's just changing so much for the industry. Your Stereo, was that one of the first short films you made? Um, Stereo I made in my eighth grade year of middle school, my third year of middle school, that was eighth grade, so I was 13 years old. And I'd made quite a few short films before that, but that was the first film that got any kind of recognition. Like, um, yeah, it was crazy because previously I had just been making films like as a little middle schooler, like for my, my film program and for school assignments. And I just been sharing them on YouTube to show to my family and my friends. But with stereo, it ended up getting like quite a bit of recognition. And me as a little eighth grader, I was like, wow, like this is crazy that YouTube can reach so many people. And like my little films that I'm making for school can have some sort of impact on, you know, adults and like people outside of my community. So that was the first film that it almost like, um, skyrocketed me into this realization that somehow my films can have an impact on people and I think that that allowed me to make films about um, topics that I felt more strongly about and that I thought would have a huge impact on people. Because like previously like they were just kind of about you know middle school things like imaginary friends like making friends. The first film I ever made was called Be Grateful and it was about a girl who like is at school and has no friends and then her mom is like she gives the advice, she's like, you can be grumpy or you can be grateful. And she's like, wow. And then she ends up making friends. Like, it's just very much like middle school things because I've always tried to reciprocate what I, what I see in my life. So, yeah, I'd made a couple um, before, but they were very much just like fun and games, I guess. And they still are. But yeah, that was, that was the first one that um, got any kind of recognition at all. Mm-hmm. And being such a young woman in the industry and being as successful as you are at such a young age, do you ever feel like it's the industry's daunting? Because for a woman as it is, it's difficult. So do you think it's difficult being young in the industry as well as being a woman? Mm -hmm. It's definitely daunting because for me, like I said, it's my experience with filmmaking has been very isolated, I guess, just because I've been 
you know, using my friends in my videos, like getting help from the people around me and just sharing on YouTube. So I don't so much feel like I've like broken into like the industry just because I am so young and I feel like there's not so much um, opportunity for young filmmakers too, but it definitely is daunting because I'm like, I can do this on my own. I can share my films on YouTube. I can, I can, I have stories I want to tell and I can do this like within my life, but the industry very much seems like big, like Hollywood, like action movies and, you know, movies like that, that are run by men about men. And I think there's, there's so much more diversity now than there was previously which is so amazing and I really think it's just going to keep keep becoming more diverse as as um, we're allowing this um, into our entertainment you know and there's so much to be said about that but it definitely seems daunting because just being being a woman and, and not necessarily being looked at as a leader um, yeah it's definitely daunting and, and it makes me question myself constantly of how I'm going to do it because I want to do it and I have these stories that I want to tell but yes it, it is definitely daunting yeah um so you've obviously been making films just for yourself and with your friends and that for ages do you have like a moment or any memories that like made you decide like oh this is what I want to do like I want to make art I want to make movies Yeah, I think that the moment um, that really propelled me forward into wanting to do this like all the time and do so much more of it was the moment that I realized it can be guidance for me. So the first film that I made that served as that was called Where the Wild Things Are. And I made it when I was in seventh grade. And basically what I was going through at the time was that I was at this school and I didn't have any friends. I was having trouble fitting in. I felt very much out of place. Um, because I had left my previous school, which was like a smaller school, and I knew that I had friends, and it was a smaller community, so I was just feeling very drowned in this big environment, but it did have the film program, which I loved, and which, like, I wanted to do, so it was a bit of a dilemma, and I was very torn between wanting to go back to where I was comfortable, or to stay, like, in a place that pushed me, so I made this film, and it's um, about the character, his name is Max, the character in Where the Wild Things Are, with, like, the little white suit and everything so it was about him and I'd written a poem and basically it's about he is in this environment where he feels very much out of place and then he goes to where the wild things are where he's king and he's like ruling the land and you know everyone looks up to him and then he realizes that he's bored and life should be a challenge and like it's this whole poem that my seventh grade self wrote but basically he ends up going back to the place where he feels different just because it's a challenge and like he thinks that that's what life is about. And in a way that felt like me putting my own situation onto him and putting him in my shoes and seeing that his happy ending was going back to the place where he felt uncomfortable. That was me saying, okay, I need to not go back to this, this old school where I feel comfortable, but instead I need to push myself. And that was when I really fell in love with filmmaking, seeing how much it could serve me and then seeing that I was able to actually have success with it once I kind of got past that stump of needing to push myself. So really, I mean, just um, seeing what another character does in my situation and seeing, like I said, what their happy ending is, just it helps me make decisions. And it's I use it like still to this day because I learned like how powerful it could be when leading me in the right direction. Um, so I think that was probably the moment when I was like, wow, like, this is big, like, this is, 
this is something that I can use and this is something that can help other people. And it just, it showed me how powerful it can be because I don't think we quite realize like the effect that it has on us. Mm. Oh, I love that. Since you're such a young filmmaker and we both love your films, we've both seen Bubblegum and Stereo, you always discuss important topics like stereotypes and finding your sexuality. Why do you think it's important for a young filmmaker like yourself to discuss them topics? I think it's important for me to discuss because these are things that I want to see when I'm going through my journey as a teenager, you know, it's like with sexuality specifically, like it's just such a confusing time that so many people go through like at some point in their lives. And just to have something that you can watch and characters you can relate to and just something you can, that's like feasible that you can interact with and you can um, react to. Um, just it makes you feel heard just to see yourself on the screen and be like wow like that's me this is my situation and I think that um so often like women in films are portrayed as these like perfect like ethereal creatures which we're not like we have we have flaws we have you know like we're we're people and we're women and there's so much more to us than just being someone who's there to please and I think that that seeing yourself um, portrayed in the media, like as we really are and, and struggling with things like sexuality and um, just human things, I think that's just so important because it makes us feel validated. And for me, making these films has helped validate my own feelings and knowing that it, it's able to validate other people's feelings as well. It's just, it's a whole big ripple effect that starts with just one person and one idea and um, one feeling. And I think that's why it's so important to just document like the real things that we're going through and the real, the real people in the world. And there's just so many more stories to be told than the ones that are just being retold over and over. Like I always go back to Disney princesses and how they just messed us up and like taught us that we need to be saved by a man. And you know, it goes so much further than that. I think that's just really the beginning of this all. But just seeing these stories constantly being retold and retold, I'm like, there's so many people and so many situations. And I'm just trying to do the best I can to document my own story, my own experiences. But there's so many more stories that need to be told that stem so much further than me. And hopefully by me doing it, um, other people can feel connected somehow and will be able to tell their story. And it'll just be a ripple effect, really. Yeah. So... Again, like that's just as you say, especially for women, they're very much much in movies like almost cut out of marble. Like it's so uh, finessed, and so it's either they are like a damsel in distress with no personality, or they are somehow really badass with no personality. But I think it's so awesome to see. Again, it's also just the fact that there that it is accessible now, and anyone can go can go on YouTube and upload their stuff um, and just tell their stories that way. It's so awesome, just because you don't you're not limited by it that way. Like you don't have to be you don't you ha you don't have to get permission. Um, you don't have to get permission to do anything. Um, you can just go and do it. Um, obviously, with YouTube, how have you found it? Like, I can imagine just going viral I guess you'd say like Sierra has now what like almost 10 million views how would you say is that has that kind of pressured you into your stuff like the expectations or do you still just feel free to do what you want 
I mean, it definitely, um, like, when I feel pressured or, like, expected to perform a certain way, that definitely adds pressure because I think now, more than before, when I'm thinking of a film to make, it almost goes through a filter of, like, what are other people going to think of it? Like, like how are people going to react to this? Which is an important thing to think about when telling a story. But for me, it's more about, are they going to like it? Instead of like, is this a story I really want to tell that um, is for myself? It definitely goes through a different filter than it did um, before I had stereo get so much recognition and kind of had my films be known on YouTube. Um, so it definitely adds a certain pressure, but I think lately what I've been trying to do is just recenter myself to that middle schooler who was truly telling stories just because she was trying to figure out what school to go to, you know? So I think it's just with life and like, I think it that relates to um, just growing up and it's just about trying to recenter myself and the child in me and, and um, the innocent part of me just doing something because I wanna do it and not um, because of an expectation or putting it through a filter of how other people will perceive it. So it's definitely, it's been a weird journey of like trying to just bring myself back to why I started doing this and why I love it, because I think it's easy to get caught up in like, what will people watch? But that's definitely important, like I said, but I'm just trying to um, just listen to other people and why they love it and why they're doing what they're doing and hopefully trying to recenter myself. But yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting process, but I'm just happy that, to know that um, I am having some sort of an impact on people because that can serve as a positive as well. Like what story do I want to hear that will help me in my life and thinking about what stories other people want to hear that will help them in their lives because really it can serve so many more people than just myself. Yeah, I love how you said you want to make films that are relatable because I feel like a lot of times in this day and age, young women and young people don't feel represented in films and that's why they turn to the internet and YouTube because that's more diverse. So it's interesting. Also, like you say, you post all your films on YouTube. So I think that's interesting. Um, but with watching both um, both the films that I mentioned, you definitely have a certain style. And that's something I even struggle with as a filmmaker, trying to find my own certain style. So what would your advice be for someone trying to, you know, develop a certain style of filmmaking? I would say just try everything. I think that's the best way is that um, just make as many films as possible. And like, obviously, my style has changed so much since when I was in like sixth grade and I was 11 years old, like, like it's changed so much since then because I've tried out new things and been like, okay, this works and this doesn't. And this is what I want it to look like. And this looked awful. Like I never want to do that again. And really it's just a process of trial and error. And I know that my style is going to change so much like within the next few years, just because like, I just really want to keep trying new things. Um, and like with my specific style, um, like I said before, how I always try and connect to like that child in me, just um, in my life and um, in my films too. But I very much appreciate nostalgia and think that that connects us to our children's selves. So for my specific style, like that notion has taught me that I can add these elements into my films of nostalgia and of childlike presence and creativity because because I've learned that that's what I want to connect to. So it comes with 
ideas and it comes with trial and error. And also photography has actually helped me a lot to um, figure out what style I like visually. And there's other forms of art that have really helped me cultivate just an overall voice as an artist and not just a filmmaker or not just a photographer. So I think that trying out other forms of art is definitely helpful um, with trying to cultivate just a specific style. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's ideas and it's also um, just trying things because like, what do you have to lose? Honestly, like try something new. It's terrible. You know, never to do it again. Try something new. It's great. Then you have something new in your tool belt that you can use um, in the future. Yeah, you just, you just go throw yourself out there. Again, worst mm -hmm. thing that can happen is it doesn't work and you find something else. And your style is so distinct. Like, I feel like I could see a picture from, like, let's say bubblegum and I'd instantly know that that's like something you've made. Um, I love well, that. It is, it, it does feel like you are in some imaginary world, kind of dreamy. Um, it, it doesn't really feel, it's very real, like the stories are very real, but the visuals are so imaginary and I absolutely love that. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, so after uh, obviously doing movies in middle school and that, how is kind of, what, what have you been up to and how has your journey been uh, ever since virality? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it's definitely been a struggle because I'm, I've known for a long time that film is what I love most and it seems like almost the biggest thing in my life or the thing that challenges me the most and it's just kind of always been my main focus. But um, definitely, like, being in high school, I've started to doubt myself a lot, being like, okay, like, is this really what I want to do? Like, is there another art form that would better, like, express myself? Or just because I've always known that it's what I love so I never really tried out much else so it's been an interesting time lately I mean especially with quarantine which actually kind of gave me permission to try out other things um because it's been in the back of my head for a long time like okay like I want to try these other forms of art like maybe I'll like them more so quarantine has like I haven't been able to make films except with my sister who's super helpful because she's my actor and she's been my actor since I was like six years old. So it's definitely nice to have like someone in the house that I can use to be in my movies. Um, but yeah, like I said, quarantine's just given me so much time to do other things. Like I tried writing music, which was like fun, but I wasn't very good at it. You know, I tried painting, like I tried making puppets, like all of these things, which was so nice just to try out these other forms of art and I found so much pleasure in doing a lot of these things but also it brought me back to the fact that film is sort of the medium of all mediums like you can have every form of art within a film and I think that that's why it's always seemed like the biggest thing to me but I could never really put words to that thought but I feel like now like trying out all these other things it's really brought me back to why I love film the most out of everything and just that I resonate with it the most. And I think that a lot of other people do too. Cause like I said, it can evoke so much emotion from music and visuals and writing and just all of these things like compiled into one project. So yeah, that being said, it's been an interesting journey with, you know, life getting in the way of um, my filmmaking too. Cause I feel like a lot of times high school and like being a high schooler and being a filmmaker have seemed like two separate things to me. And like somehow I have to like live out like the ideal like high school experience. But sometimes that doesn't quite fit into my passion for filmmaking. It's just been, it's been a very 
tricky balance just trying to be a person in the world but to also be an artist and finding ways to combine those two things um but I mean yeah moving forward like like especially during quarantine I've been trying my best to write like screenplays and just get some ideas out but it, it's difficult to think about moving forward with um making movies like in the current state of the world which is okay and it won't be like this forever but that's kind of been my journey as of lately with um trying to just rediscover my passion and figure out what it is that I'm passionate about and what kind of stories I want to tell. And after high school, what's your, do you have a plan? Do you, do you think you're going to go down the university kind of route or do you think you're going to go maybe freelance and try more practical things? I'm currently applying for colleges. So yes, I, I do. I'm planning to go to film school. I don't know where that will be. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm right in the middle of the process of college essays and that whole jazz, you know, which is, it is what it is. But um, I feel like for me, um, I'm very good at like taking things one step at a time and like focusing on what decision I need to make, like in the moment. And it's, but as long as I have like the ultimate goal in my mind, like the ultimate goal is that I want to make movies and I want to tell stories and I want that to be like what I'm doing with my life. And for now, I feel like the first step to get there after high school is going to be to go to, to film school. So that's my plan as of now. Like, I don't know what will happen after that um, by any means. And I think it's, there's something kind of grounding about having a goal, but not quite knowing how you're going to get there. But knowing that hopefully the decisions I make in the moment will help serve that um, ultimate thing that I have in my mind. So yeah, I don't necessarily have like a plan, like a step-by-step -step thing, but yeah, I am planning to go um, to film school after high school just to make connections and to keep making movies because I think that'll be what's best for me. I'm kind of curious to know what film schools you apply to. Are you staying in LA or? That's also the dilemma because I really want to go to New York City, like so bad. I've always wanted to go to New York. That's been like my thing since I was little and I just... I want to have experiences outside of LA because I've lived here my whole life, but also it's like the film like industry is in LA. So everyone's like, no, you're going to be a filmmaker. Like you have to stay in LA. I'm like, no, but I want to like experience like other things. And I want to have time to like take away and to live and to travel. And that's definitely been the dilemma. Um, it's just, it's kind of, like I said, like being a filmmaker, like, do I want to stay in LA because my, my odds are better or do I want to, go be a person and, and do other things and like take time away from it just to live and experience things. But ultimately, I need things to tell stories about. I can't just always make films about making films. So I, a big part of me is leaning more towards just taking some kind of leap, going somewhere else, like taking time away just to live and experience because then I'll have things to tell stories about and I'll have more experiences under my belt to make movies about because I can't just be like, like I said, like making movies about making movies. Like I think it could be easy to just get trapped in um, a cycle of just being stuck in Los Angeles because that's where I'm supposed to be um, as a filmmaker. But yeah, um, I'm looking at some in New York. There's a couple um, in LA that I'm applying to, but like I said, I make I make decisions very much like in the moment. So it's it's hard for me to think ahead of what's going to be best for me. So I'm just trying to apply to a bunch of different places and then hopefully um, it'll somehow be clear to me where I'm supposed to go, but I'm very much torn between those two things.
So we'll see. I still have some time, about a year until I'll be going to college, but yeah, I'll have to see where I'm at um, when it's time to make a decision. Hmm. When you're applying to colleges and obviously you're talking to your parents and your teachers about what career path you want to take. I remember when I was in that position, everyone kind of tried to, to steer me off of that decision um, and get a real career. So do you get mm-hmm. that kind of um, comments to you when you tell people what you want to do? Yeah, definitely. It's either that or have a backup plan or you should go to a college with like other other things like not just an art school so you can like just in case like it doesn't work out so you can major in something else and like these people I feel like definitely have my best interests in mind but for me like I so I'm like I need to focus on what I want instead of having like other things and of course it probably is important to have a backup plan but I mean like I said I'm just trying to take it one step at a time and like I guess if it doesn't work out then I'll like I'll be able to figure it out like it's not like I'm I don't know I'll be able to figure it out but yeah I definitely do get that a lot because I think it, it's difficult to like make it whatever that means um like it definitely isn't isn't something that is so easily done and I think that people are just like ah but we're looking out for you like just in case but I don't know I think it's just important to make decisions off of what suits you best because ultimately like it's my life and and other people can have their opinions but I'm the one who's gonna have to be going through it and experiencing it so yeah I also think like what you're saying about having an ultimate goal instead of the step-by-steps is really these past few months have shown that you need to have the ultimate goal and not the step-by-step because you do not know what's gonna happen anything could happen like who knows if we get another virus next year who knows like you can't you 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 can't always you can't plan out every step of your life like take three years ago for me I was planning to be um finishing high school in London um instead I dropped out went to South Africa ended up in Glasgow who knew and then somehow going to college as well so yeah you you don't know what's gonna happen and you just that's so awesome yeah you just you just (laughs) gonna have to at least personally I do find making those decisions in the moment as you said and just feeling your gut there because you you cannot plan out everything you don't know what's going to happen you don't know who you're going to meet you don't know if you're going to have to take a step back or if you somehow get the elevator like you you don't know um yeah exactly I know I really think that planning things out honestly just does us a disservice because then when things don't quite meet your expectation you're like oh no like I failed but really it can just be opening another door to something totally awesome and I I agree it's just totally part of like being a human is there's not one correct path for us to go because wherever we go we're gonna have a human experience we're gonna have great things and terrible things and it just it is what it is and yeah it's just about having a place you want to be and and um really like honing in on where you want to be like in the moment because I think that that's so much more important than we give we give it credit for mm-hmm. i love your outlook on life it's so inspiring oh thank you well i was gonna ask um as a filmmaker i know i have my favorite films that inspired me to become a director is there any films that you know inspired you to you know try and make it in the industry there's so many that i'm still discovering like 
I, I, especially during quarantine, I've watched, I've watched so many movies that have become my new favorites and that inspire me so much. And I, I also find that um, when I'm having some sort of like creative block or anything like that, I just turn to watching movies because I feel so inspired by so many movies that I see all the time. But some of my favorites, well, one lately that has inspired me a lot is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yes. 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 Okay, I love that movie. And like everything that Celine Siama does, like, have you seen Tomboy? Her film Tomboy? Amazing. I love it. That's like one of my new favorite films. It's just so amazing. Everything she does is awesome. Um, so there's that. Another one of my favorites is Juno. I just, I always go back to Juno when I just want to feel good and, and feel like inspired about life. And it's just, it's such a cute little movie. Um, what else? Let me, I'm trying to think of like early movies that inspired me. When I was like really little, um, uh, we had a few DVDs, but we only had like three. So we would watch them on repeat. And I'm trying to, th- it was Coraline. We had Coraline with like the little 3D glasses that we'd watch all the time. We loved Coraline. Um, another one was Back to the Future. And there was like Edward Scissorhands too. And Cat in the Hat. Those were like our <laughs> movies that we just watched all the time. So I, I didn't watch like a ton of movies when I was really little I feel like I didn't quite grow up on like all of these classic movies like I'm still watching classic movies for the first time like right now because I feel like I, I didn't quite like have that like that film education I guess like as a really young child because I feel like a lot of people are like yeah like I grew up on like these classic movies I'm like I never really watched a lot of them and I'm just like um recently like watching a lot of them for the first time but having these these specific movies that I watched over and over, it kind of, it led me to be able to analyze them, even though it was almost subconscious because I was so young. But I think that that's probably what helped me the most was instead of watching so many movies when I was little, I was able to rewatch these movies and then analyze them like a little six-year-old film critic, I guess. Um, and that probably helped me the most. And I, I still love all those films just because they remind me of my childhood. But... Yeah, I guess those are a couple favorites. I have a whole list. I'll have to I'll have to read it at some point because I don't have them all off the top of my head, but I do have a list and letterbox. Do you guys know that app? Yes, letterbox. I, I always like go back to reads for films. Oh, is it? Yeah, so you like to list what movies you watch and you can make lists and oh. rate them and leave reviews and that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally relate to what you're saying about like not growing up with classics like I'm trying to think I just grew up binging re like re-watching Harry Potter over and over again like that was you know and yeah. it's also maybe it is part of being young and probably a woman too where people are like oh you're a film fan name all films that's ever been made I'm like well sorry you've had you 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 have 20 years on me I cannot possibly have seen the amount of movies that you have like math please um yeah so I was watching Shawshank Redemption for the first time the other day oh yeah no not for the first time listen up. I like there's so many Mine was like a year ago so <laughs> I feel so that the recent the recent endeavor. yeah and then this constantly new movies coming out obviously not this year but last year <laughs> like so many <laughs> movies to watch and you can't like too many movies 
and uh, it's hard to follow up on all of them but I've definitely been getting my like film education in especially in quarantine because what else are you gonna do yeah now I have like a list of questions like have you seen this film have you seen this film because I see I'm one of them people who are like have you seen this film though because I'm like I've watched like every film under the sun but I will well personally I'm also just more into tv series so yes different to everyone that's actually a question for you would you do you want to focus on film or would you consider going into tv as well for now it's film but you know I'm like so open to wherever whatever might come my way like I'm definitely not opposed to tv series like at all because I think that they're awesome I actually I definitely watch more films than I do tv just because I have trouble like committing to things for so long like, especially <laughs> things with like 20 million seasons I'm like oh, I don't think I can watch that all um but yeah I mean I would totally be open to it um if it, the opportunity came my way that'd be awesome I actually have a question, like filmmaker to filmmaker. Um, yes. So I did go on your website and I looked at some of your photos and I love, there's ones that look really dreamy with kind of like pink tones to it. I don't know which ones, you're, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I've always loved that style, but I, I, I'm not sure how to you know, achieve it. So can you tell me <laughs> your secret? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure like exactly what you're talking was it the one with all the girls like on their phones yeah okay so for that i i ordered it's like i can't remember the exact name it's like a uv lens Mm. or something but basically what it is is it's like a lens but it's just like blank like there's nothing on it so i'll put that on my camera and then smudge like vaseline all over it to give it that kind of like dreamy look so that's that's been my secret i just i got my my chapstick my little lens um and then for the pink tones really that was just kind of set design and costumes and everything just because I have so many like like pink nightgowns and and fun things like that that I just I use in my in my projects but yeah the dreamy it's it's Vaseline it's pretty (laughs) I would not have been able to guess that (laughs) I love that I think that's one of those like in like obviously what you do is like indie at the very core of indie like just you and you know the people that you know and that's where when you don't have all that money you just find weird things to do and make them work um vaseline no i think the one lesson we're taking from this is that film can be as accessible as you want it to be Mm -hmm. you know people who complain me being one of them at one point (laughs) that you know you don't have all this equipment or crew you've just proven that you don't need all that stuff yeah Mm-hmm. you just no it's restrictions really make you think so much harder I again totally yeah there was one time that um I was trying to get so there's like a shot it was on a car I was trying to film two people in a car and I wanted to film them from outside the windshield and I was like how do I do this I have no budget like I don't have some kind of fancy fun thing that like goes on the car so I had duct tape and like a little board I duct taped my camera to the board and I had my dad lean on the hood and sit on the hood and hold on while we like drove really slow and that was like that's probably the most makeshift thing I've done to achieve a look like that like I just remember that so well just being like directing in the back seat and just looking up and seeing my dad like holding on for dear life like on the front of the car as we like drove through a parking lot but yeah like you said like 
no one will know. <laughs> You're behind the camera, like whatever you need to do to get the result that you want, like, you know, just do it. No, no one will know. It's a secret. And with your um, short films, do you always have like a crew or is it just like you and your close friends kind of thing? I've only recently began working with like a bigger crew. One of, um, I actually made it, it was a little over a year ago, but um, I made a film called The Green Ribbon and it was based off of this children's book that I loved when I was little about a, a girl whose head is attached to her with a ribbon and then it falls off at the end. And it was just like the story I loved when I was little. But um, that was the first time that I had ever used like a DP or used someone for production design and like actually had this crew behind me. Because just with getting older and like starting to make, I guess, bigger projects, I can't do it all on my own. Like in middle school, it was just me and my mom and the actors. And it was very much like just me doing this. But film is such a collaborative process. And I've, I've only learned like pretty recently that it's so helpful to have people who can do things for you you know and like being the director like you can still you know tell people what to do and like it it um it allows me to still have my creative vision but like film is is so collaborative and only recently have I learned how helpful that is and how awesome it is to collaborate with people who all are working towards the same result um so yeah that was the first project where I actually had like a whole crew of other people helping me and it was it was awesome and I can't wait to work on more group um crew projects like that um when I get a chance to next and with every episode we ask um our guests if there's anyone any woman in their life whether professionally or um personal like personal that has inspired you um is there anyone you'd like to mention um well definitely like the women in my life like the main ones are my mom and my stepmom and they both are so different, but both helped me in so many ways. And they've really showed me just how to be a person and how to be, I guess, like just to go through the world and to work hard. And um, like I said, they're both so different, but they've given me so many tools that have made me more well-rounded. And um, definitely I'm so grateful for them just as being women role models in my life, but more on like a film level um I am always watching interviews with Greta Gerwig just because I feel like she's similar to kind of how I am and the stories she's telling are similar to the stories I want to tell so it's just really interesting to hear her speak um I have like a whole list of of women who I just I watch interviews with all the time just because like after listening to them talk and their experiences like it just inspires me so much like Lulu Wong she directed The Farewell um, I've been listening, like, I've watched, like, every interview with her on YouTube um, as of the past week. Um, I mean, really, just every, every woman who is just doing something and has a unique vision and is just, like, it's just a whole big, like, ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I have so many people, like, I couldn't just name one. Like, there's so many people in my life, like, my friends everyone I feel like I, I get little bits of inspiration from so many different people yeah it's especially with Greta I can imagine because obviously uh, Lady Bird was so much about her own experiences in LA as well and stuff like that and having parents I can imagine especially as such a young filmmaker we say young filmmaker we Shania and I are young filmmakers too just for context <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. like having your parents support means so much uh, mm -hmm. so so much 
it can mean everything yeah. when you're just starting out when you are starting to decide this is what I'd like to do I'd like to experiment with this and obviously making films you need help from people and yeah um, parent support mm-hmm. is everything it really is and I'm, I'm so lucky to have parents who like even though they're not like filmmakers themselves like they they support me in whatever I do and I'm I'm so grateful that I've like I said just had that help and had that guidance like living in a house with them like that's so important because they're the people you see every morning and every night and you're living with so yeah I'm definitely very very lucky and grateful to have that. Mm-hmm. I just want to say uh, thank you for speaking with us. That- oh, of course. It was my pleasure. This is so nice. It feels like we're friends, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want to be friends? <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you. And it's been really refreshing speaking to you. And I think with, you know, you being a young filmmaker and making films on such important topics, I think that's needed right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what the industry needs. So thank you for doing that. Oh my gosh, thank you for thinking of me. Like, this is this is so awesome that I get to speak with you guys and I love your podcast. Oh, so cool. And you. yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you so much again. Just keep on sharing your vision and doing what you do on YouTube. Also, do you think, I'm sorry, not to keep on this conversation for way too long, <laughs> okay. but um, having started out so independently and doing it on YouTube, do you think you would stay on a space where you kind of have the um where you kind of the executive or would you want to enter what the quote-unquote industry is where it's so much bigger Hollywood whatever like are you interested in that or do you want to stay more in the indie space it's interesting because I mean really like I just want to be able to tell my stories in whatever form that looks like I feel like Hollywood, like you said before, can seem so daunting and almost like uninviting, but I don't like, I like, I like the independent film like style just in general. Like I love um, films about small things and just stories about people and like coming of age. Like those are the types of stories that I really love and I probably love to tell. Um, Whatever form that is in, I'm not quite sure if it like, like I, I really just have no idea like where it'll end up going, but I just hope that um I'm able to tell the stories that I want to tell and I won't change anything to fit like Hollywood standards or whatever that may mean like whatever form I'm able to tell my stories like I'll probably just be sticking to that but I don't know it's 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 fun not to know I guess like it's just like okay like let's see what happens I think there's definitely a beauty in just not knowing things seeing what happens it's beautiful um is there anything you want to plug promote um where can people find you? We'll link everything. <laughs> yeah, um, well, my YouTube channel is Ella Fields. Um, I post like, like little video diaries and like, sometimes like vlogs or whatever, just like YouTube things on there. But I also post my short films when I do make them. Um, my Instagram too, I'm always posting like opportunities um, for casting calls. And uh, I like to work on very collaborative projects where I um, like recently I, I asked people on Instagram what they do for self-care and I had them write a little note on a paper and send it to me and then I put it all in a video so there's always like I'm just doing things like that like just for fun but that's mostly through Instagram I think that's it <laughs> that's, those are the socials <laughs> like and subscribe uh yeah we'll make sure to link everything thank you so okay, much cool. for coming on
This has been the seventh episode of Making It Women in Film. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you want more, you can come join our community of women filmmakers over on Instagram at Making It Women in Film to see loads of behind the scenes footage, Q&As, opportunities and announcements, and much more. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one. All of our socials will be linked in the description box. See you next week.